eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys. So just wanted to be up front. Gabby and I recorded a podcast, your typical Monday podcast, where we discussed the Florida State debacle. I ranted about how they need to move away from Blake James, and I didn't understand why they hadn't done that yet. Ended recording, and 30 minutes later, Miami moved away from Blake James. So instead of releasing that podcast, uh, Christopher Stock, Gabby Urrutia, and I did an emergency podcast slash video on YouTube about... Miami's decision to move away from Blake James and what that means for the program moving forward. So, this is that conversation. Hope you all enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We have a special edition of a video. I've got David here. I've got Gabby. We are reacting to the Miami parting ways with athletic director Blake James, first reported by Tim Reynolds. There's a lot to lot to get into with this one. Uh, David, Gabby, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I think, you know, tough decisions needed to be made um, for the direction of this program to be on the right track. And I think this is kind of the first step of one of the many things that needs to happen. And I think it's a good sign at least that the decision makers are engaged and willing to make the necessary moves. Yeah. Um, I mean, just echo David. I mean, this is a bit, this is a big time move. Um, I was playing basketball. I got a text from David Lake, Blake's gone. And I'm just like, all right, head ran straight back home and ready to do this guys. Yeah. I'm honestly a little surprised, even though we'll get into this timeline and, and kind of what this means for Miami moving forward. Um, what this means, particularly with the football program, because obviously that's the big one. David, we were talking earlier, and I, I've just, and I know that there's been a lot been said about um, Blake's future, but I'm, I'm still a little surprised that it's actually happening. So that's kind of my instant reaction, seeing that it's finally happening, or that they're in a actually good or going bad to make way. Well, I mean, it's good that they're going to move forward as a program. Yeah. I, I know, and I know fans are going to be excited because maybe brighter days are ahead. I, I know from an athletic department standpoint, it is a. I'm sure that they're disappointed just that it came to this. Um, sure. internally, I'm sure it's, it's a tough thing to take, but, but right. certainly you're, you're talking about years of, this isn't just a one-year thing. This is years of things mounting and just not getting in the right direction with a lot of their programs, um, to where they want to go to. 
Yeah, it's, you know, similar to a head coach, you know, look, athletic directors don't have as much of a spotlight on them, but it's a results oriented business, right? And in my opinion, the way you judge the athletic director at the University of Miami primarily has to do with how the football program is being run and how it's going in that phase of your athletic program. And, you know, I think it's the same mediocre results. He's had two hires, two head coaching hires with the football program. Um, Mark Richt, you know, I think, I think was a good hire. It just didn't work out due to the burnout factor and health issues. Um, and then Manny Diaz, he made a strong hire with getting Manny Diaz locked in with the job opening for only 12 hours. Right. And so in my opinion, when you make a strong move like that, you are tied to that coach. And especially when it's your second hire, you typically don't get three hires. And, you know, he did, we can get into this. He did some questionable things when times got tough this season. And, uh, you know, there was a fracture. I think it's fair to say with the F with, you know, Blake and his leadership and the football side of the athletic department. And, uh, you know, it, it became to the point in my opinion, where if you're going to make a move with Manny Diaz and you want to go get a proven head coach, it's, it's going to be hard to convince a proven head coach to come here or to come to Miami uh, when you have an athletic director that did some of the things Blake James did to Manny um, earlier this season. We can get into that later. Gabby, what do you think? Um, kind of what's going through your mind with, with this, um, as Miami, again, looking for new leadership at the top level um, to get things going, to get things going in the positive direction. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just think that this is ultimately just what needed to happen, right? Like, I think as the season sort of continued to go on, I think it became more and more clear. And just like to what David what David was uh, alluding to, to sort of go, to go on this sort of like impromptu media tour uh, without the coach's knowledge behind his back and to try to like publicly, you know, distance yourself from him. Um, at that point, I think that's just if let's say you do plan on making a change at the top of like the football program in terms of moving on from a head coach, what coach is going to want to come and work for a guy that's making moves like that? I, I think that Blake tried to get out ahead of himself and he ended up sort of like, and he ended up sort of, it just ended up backfiring in his face. And when you do that type of stuff in an industry as small as coaching, where it feels like a lot of these guys know everybody, I think it was tough. I think he put himself in a tough position for anyone major. If Miami really wanted to, you know, go big time with this, that would, would really want to go work for him. So I'm interested to see where the program sort of heads from here. I think this is a massive hire, um, you know, sort of for the direction of hurricanes athletics, not just the football program athletics in general. Um, so I, I'm just really curious to see how this goes. I mean, I, I think we were, I mean, me and David, I mean, I know David specifically was like, we felt like this was probably the change that needed to happen more. I was I'm pretty surprised that this was the first domino to fall and sort of the timing of it is interesting too. So, I mean, I'm kind of just wanting to see what happens next and sort of if this is the only move that's going to happen, or if this is just the first of uh, a few things that are going to sort of start like blocking on top of each other. Chris, what do you think the timing means? 
because timing, I mean, these moves don't just happen out of the blue, right? Um, do you think it sends any sort of message getting rid of or move, parting ways with Blake before Manny? Uh, does it send a message maybe to a potential coach? Hey, we're making moves uh, to be more attractive to whoever that might be. Yeah, it's it's really interesting in terms of I, I think people are wondering was was Manny going to be let go after the disappointing loss to Florida State, dropped to five and five. I think it I, I think it, it essentially it feels like he's next or as soon as the regular season's over. I thought, you know, I, I think that's the thing. You know, I think that the, you're looking at college football programs around the country making moves, right? It's happened throughout college football with head coaches. Um, you know, I was talking to I was talking to Charles the other day. And he was saying he thinks there might be as many as 30 openings. So I think it's going to be a lot of openings. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, at the top, those, those high level programs and Miami might be looking at the situation that they don't want to be on the back foot with, with all these other moves. And, and Miami's, there are certain levels where Miami falls in line um, with some of these other programs, but uh, they did not want to be just pushed clear to the back. And um, I think one of the things that's happened at Miami is they're not getting the top options and, I think you hear a lot of people wondering, you know, with money, um, you know, those kind of things, are, are they able to, to land those top guys? And I think that if Miami is serious about being a, a real contender in this thing at the football level um, and getting back to a, a successful basketball program too, I think that's something that we kind of overlook, but that they're, they're a ways away from being back to where they were. If they're serious about that, serious moves need to be made. And I think we're all a little surprised in the sense of, it's one thing to think it should happen or needed to happen, but for it to actually happen, we've not seen a lot of big, strong moves um, from the university really since um, we've been, when, since we started inside the U back in 07. And, and since, you know, for me covering the team since 03, there's not been a lot of these moves. So do you think it makes a statement like they are now willing to get serious about fixing these issues? Yeah, I, I think so. And because I think it's the start, that's what, you know, how is this going to work out if Manny was let go and Blake gets to hire the next coach? Or how is this going to work? How, what was this going to look like in the off season if Blake comes back and Manny comes back? What were season tickets going to look like next year, even if they win the next two games? Um, you know, even, you know, trying to forecast what that was going to look like, it was really hard to do. So you guys, I, I want to get right into this real quick. How, how do we get to this point? I want to go over a timeline and then I wanted to get your guys' thoughts more. And I, David, especially, because I know on the podcast, you've been saying a lot and um, Gabby too on the podcast, you guys, have, it's been something we've talked about quite a bit, but looking back how we got to this point, um, I, I guess we'll, I, I want to start with just, it, it felt like a starting point in terms of October 20th, the exhibition basketball game. I approached Blake James with a, trying to get an interview with him. He had not been talking to the media at that point. Um, David, I know you'd reached out. We tried to do the formal, um, formal to, to UM, you know, try to get him to talk if he would talk. And he was not talking to the media at that time. So I saw him in person, went up to him, approached him, asked for questions. He said, no, he declined my interview, which is fine. At that point, he wasn't doing interviews. Two days later, on the 22nd, a, a day before Miami plays NC State, Miami's football program was two and four at the time. Really disappointing. He decides to go on that media tour that you guys had just talked about. And I think at that point is really when he stepped into it. It had nothing to do with not talking. Right. To me. That wasn't the big point. It was the fact that he went out publicly, decided right. to speak, 
And it was clear separation from Manny Diaz. And that's where it became um, really unclear of what this future was going to look like. And David, I know you asked Manny Diaz quite a bit about Blake, um, his comments. And, and essentially, I, we both thought it was odd because a football coach can go out on a Saturday and win games, whereas athletic director can't really reverse the negativity immediately the way a, a coach can on game day. So that's kind of the timetable. They, they end up going on a winning streak. It felt like there was clear separation, even though I know Blake um, and Manny probably wanted to, to laugh it off or those kind of things. I know at one point in a post-game uh, question, I think, David, I know you asked Manny a question. I know Blake James was in the room at the time. but Was he? Yeah, I'd heard that. But even still, you know, it was clear that Manny's answers to your questions over these weeks were, were odd. They, they weren't figured out. And Blake James, even with the winning streak, he didn't come right back out and um, try to fix anything publicly. So that's kind of the timeline. That's kind of how we got into this mess. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts. Yeah, I, I let me say, Go ahead. My, my tough questions to Manny about Blake, right? They had nothing to do with the fact that he didn't speak to you or I, Chris. And he spoke to handpicked media members that, you know, he clearly likes to talk to, right? Uh, that's not my issue at all. My issue is the timing of him doing that. You just don't do that. You would think an athletic director would understand how that could cause a distraction to a team, right? The day before a game. Um, he didn't give Manny a heads up either that he was going to go do that. Um, and so, you know, I think that was a, a significant flaw in, uh, in Blake James's leadership ability. Um, and yeah, in terms of him never speaking to the media after those actions, I had heard that he, he'd essentially been muzzled, right? He was no longer allowed to speak on his own. I think the higher ups, you know, Julio Frank appointed a couple people, you know, his trusted confidants to oversee the athletic department. And they were not happy that Blake kind of did that on his own. Blake essentially went rogue and, and did that. And look, to me, all this boils down to my issue with Blake James is I think Blake does what is best for Blake James. He doesn't do what is best for the program. And the first instance where I felt that way was when he hired Manny Diaz within 12 hours of the job opening up. To me, that was a move that was best for Blake James to stay in power. Um, he essentially promoted an assistant coach. Now, I, I understand Manny was at Temple, uh, but essentially Blake did Manny a significant solid by giving him the UM job. And so then Blake or Manny has to be grateful to Blake for that, which, you know, keeps Blake in a powerful position over his coaches. Um, so that was the first instance where Blake did not operate in the best interest of the program. He operated in the best interest of Blake. And we saw that again, when he tried to separate from Manny, uh, doing what he did was not in the best interest of the football team who was playing the next day. Um, and then as Manny started winning, right. It, I do know, like it, it impacted their ability and I'm not like pounding the table to keep Manny Diaz by saying this, but 
it impacted their ability to recruit um, because it's easy to negative recruit against a program where an athletic director essentially separates himself from the head coach. Um, so Blake James stepped in it. He, you know, he has to be responsible for his actions and uh, his moves kind of blew up in his face. And now Miami's looking for new leadership. Gabby, what are you thinking here? There's a lot, um, there's a lot to take in. And, and I know we've talked so much about how we got to this point and, and eventually I do want to get into moving forward with this program, what this program needs. Uh, maybe you could start with that, Gabby, if you want to maybe think about what, what this athletic department, this athletic program needs in terms of energy, whoever they hire for the next person, because we've been very critical, all of us have, of the job Blake James has done. And it's just not been good enough um, for Miami to compete for ACC um, titles in, in multiple sports here. Um, is there some things, Gabby, that, that you're kind of thinking here? I mean, to me, it's just, I feel like you got to get a guy that's just committed to honestly building up the football program. I feel like the, I mean, yes, basketball and all those other things are important, but I feel like the lifeblood of a lot of football, of a lot of athletic departments is the football program. I think you need to have someone that's, you know, proven it maybe that they've done it before that's willing to just invest in just making this program better because I feel like you invest really in the football program and everything else gets better on the backs of that. I mean, you look at Alabama right now and what they've done over the last 15 years I mean, they have one of the, they've, they eventually were able to land one of the top college basketball coaches in the country that's put together one of the top basketball programs in the SEC. Um, you know, they made a deep NCAA tournament run last year. You know, I feel like, again, not comparing Miami to Alabama, but you see how the success of a football program could trickle down to the rest of, of the university. Um, just in general, academically, there's, there's an impact on the success of, you know, the athletics department, specifically the football program, all that type of stuff. It all sort of lines up. So, I mean, I think you just got to get someone that's going to be willing to, you know, invest into the program to just be willing to make Miami football, um, you know, sort of just a, a big time program. It, it, it always feels like Miami football has just sort of been sort of small time. And whether it's, you know, the way people talk about, oh, they're not willing to spend money or, oh, they're not willing to do this or, oh, the administration doesn't care. I think it needs, there needs to be a guy that comes in there that has a clear vision for what this football program is going to be. And whether that's, you know, someone that's just really gifted in athletic, in just like with athletics, uh, if it's someone that has connections to the program, I'm not sure what exactly it is that matters. I think ultimately uh, the priority for Miami right now needs to just really be like just really investing into Miami football, making sure that that's right. And I think once that's right, I think it makes it easier to sort of get everything else right too. And I think that there's a process to this. And, uh, you know, I think it starts with someone that's just going to be willing to truly invest into the program, whether it's from a facility standpoint, from, I mean, whatever coaching staff, just the, the pool that they have for assistance. I, I just think it needs to be someone that really puts the, the football program first. And eventually you start to work, make sure that everything else is right, too. But I mean, we'd be we'd be kidding ourselves if, if we would think that football doesn't run at least the university and really just like what brings in the big money. I think basketball is super important. I love baseball. I'm a huge baseball guy. I think baseball is super important, but really the money's in football. And at the University of Miami, there's a lot of people that'd be willing to write checks and want to see this thing succeed. I think getting that right is the most important thing. So I think that's where I think that's where it starts and sort of ends. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, for me, like whenever you talk to people who are pro Blake James, right? They always talk about his ability to fundraise. And that is important. But I think, in my opinion, Blake James lacked the understanding of how to lead athletics. And, and so I think 
in their next hire, whoever that is. It needs to be someone who understands athletics, uh, holding coaches accountable, um, you know, what it takes to be successful on the field or the hard, hard court. Um, you know, so for me, no more fundraisers, get someone that can do both. Um, I don't think that should be an issue. Uh, finding someone that, that can understand the importance of both of those phases uh, with the athletic director job. Yeah, I think from a big picture standpoint, I've, I've felt like this for years. I, and I feel like the, athletic, the new guy needs a new person, um, needs to definitely have there needs to be a clear understanding at the university of Miami, a real perspective, have real respect perspective on what they are, where they're at in line. I think that this program has lost its perspective on um, reality. Frankly, I think um, the we're Miami, we're the best type attitude sometimes is great to have, but I think sometimes they, they veer off reality. Um, how things need to get better, particularly with the football program. I, I think um, too often they just assume certain things as an athletic department with uh, with Miami. Um, I don't know how to maybe pinpoint exactly what, what I'm trying to say, but I, I just think that there's a lack of, of, of true trueness um, to, think, to where they're at. I, I think that their place in college football or in, in place in college athletics. I think they lack accountability. You know, I, 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 I think Blake James set a bad culture inside that athletic department. I think there's a lot of loser mentality inside that department. Um, I think there's a lot of excuse making as to why things can't be better. And uh, I think whoever is leading the athletic department moving forward needs to weed that out um, because Miami is a great athletic school the potential there is off the charts and what they're doing right now is uh embarrassing so culture needs to be reset too i think that's what you're getting i think yeah, part of it's arrogance too for just being honest the arrogance i think the messaging i, I think you talked about excuse, excuse making that makes me think about messaging i think the messaging as a whole of where they're at has been poor another thing i think that needs to definitely improve I, I think for, there's got to be a better bridge between the alum, alumni at Miami, um, the alums. I think there just needs to be a better connection. I, I know they come back. I know that they try their best, but I just think it, 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 they need to ha there needs to be a better connection between athletic director, football program, um, the alums, uh, and, and moving forward. There, and I think a lot of, with that being said, there, there still needs to be a plan moving forward with the future of the program. And I feel oftentimes that we go into most seasons and, and I think that they think as an athletic department or, or uh, you know, as a program that, you know, maybe they get a win or they hope that they can win. I, I think that they have missed striving to, to win a conference or what it takes to win a conference. How much are they looking at what Clemson's been able to do and trying to replicate that? Are they looking at Clemson's roster and seeing they need to get to that point? Is the athletic director looking around the country? Does he have a notebook? Uh, has Blake James had a notebook looking around the country to see what's going on around college football um, with other programs? And I, I, I think all of these things are really important. Um, whoever's hired next needs to have a real grasp on what's going on around the country and how to apply it best to Miami. You got any ideas? You got any names? Well, it's hard a, to throw athletic director names out there, you know? It's, yeah, there, 
and, and I know um, you have some too. And just, I guess if we're just throwing out names, if you want to talk about guys that have had ties to Miami, Ross Bjork was, was formerly at Miami under Paul D's athletic director at Texas A&M. So obviously um, there's that, there's not that uh, maybe he'd have a hard time getting him. Tony Hernandez is the guy that was at UM a long time for over 10 years. He's a de deputy director of athletics at Texas tech. He's a guy, if we're talking about um, former people that maybe understand Miami and, and just kind of a little bit on Tony. I, and I think we've heard different things, but I have heard that he'd be interested, even though it's a bit of a mess over at Miami right now. But um, he's a guy that I was told that understands what it takes for football to be successful, understands what coaches need. Um, I've been told that internally by people um, kind of, as we gather information, we'll certainly have more on inside you.com, but as, as this, you know, as the news gets out there, as we do some more research and talking to people, but, you know, I think he's a guy that gets it with football and understands high level football. He was around UM when, when Miami was winning championships. So he gets it. And I was told that he gets it. He understands what it takes. Um, so if he's interested, so those are just a couple of names that comes up that, that quickly came up to me. Yeah. And I would, I would add, of course, you know, Alonzo Highsmith, kind of a fan favorite, right? He's a guy that has been a part of front offices at the NFL yeah. level. Um, so he understands the administrative side of sports in that way. Um, he's a guy that deeply cares about UM football, yeah. which I think does matter. Yeah. Um, he's kind of been around, too. I think he's been to like two or three home games this year, too. Yep. So. Yep. He's engaged. Um, and to me, look, even if Miami doesn't want to, go with him as an athletic director, I would say bring him in the program as some sort of football program oversight guy, um, you know, that, that can help get things fixed in that phase of the athletic department. I think there's value to that. Then another name I think that's interesting is a guy named Tom Urich. Is It's either Tom Urich or Tom Jurich. I don't know quite how to pronounce it, but he was the athletic director at Louisville. Um, had a success, successful run there, uh, but he was implicated in Louisville's basketball program, FBI investigation deal. Um, so he was terminated from Louisville because of that. Uh, but, um, since then he was cleared of any wrongdoing and, uh, Louisville changed their, the phrasing of their termination from, uh, firing, I guess, to retirement. So, um, he's a guy that's out there. Um, you know, there's that Adidas connection. Yeah, Adidas, between, Adidas ties. Love that. Right. Louisville and Miami. I think there's also some ties to, to people on the board of trustees. Um, and, you know, when he was at Louisville, they were on an impressive run, both in football and basketball. Right. Um, and baseball, too. Baseball. They have a great baseball program. That's yeah. So I think they have a great women's basketball program, too. Yeah. So that resume is out there. You know, when I Googled his name, Rick Pitino was, I think, quoted recently this year as saying, you know, he hopes that Tom gets another chance somewhere. Um, so, yeah, that's the, those are the two names I would throw out there for now. Um, let me ask you this, Chris, do you feel like, do you think they necessarily need to have an AD in place uh, before they hire a head coach? Because for me, I don't think they do. I think, 
they can use that to their advantage in hiring a football coach and say, hey, we will let you be a part of the hiring process for our athletic that's director. Um, what yeah, do you that's think interesting. about that? I, I just think, it, I think even, even with the names we throw out there, I think the, the upper level manager, the administration at the University of Miami, I think we'll see what, what they want to do. Um, either big name football coaches or any of this moving forward, it'll be very curious because just because, just because you make a move with Blake, um, what's next? And I think that's the biggest thing. Where, where does this program want to go to next? I, I think that'll be the big thing. But David, I, I don't think you're wrong. You know, I think that they, the leaders need to decide. You know, and, and make this decision and um, and swing big. I think this is a very pivotal point in the University of Miami athletics. Um, we've We've kind of gone down a 10, 15, 20 years of uh, just struggling performances on the football field. And um, so we'll see. Definitely at a pivotal point. I feel like they can't afford to, to mess things up. And I feel like they, they're at a good point with the program that they do have some positives going on. Um, the facility upgrades at this point, you know, you can always do better, but they're at some good points with where they're at. Um, Let me ask you this. You know, just reading the tea leaves. I know we only got a few more minutes left here. Uh, reading the tea leaves. We do know, right, that Mario Cristobal and Blake James don't see eye to eye. I am, I am reading into that factor with this move of moving away from Blake James. Do you guys, do you think in, in any way, do you think that sends some sort of signal out to Eugene, Oregon? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Mario's always been the guy. If, if anybody is trying to put together a list, it always starts with Mario uh, with his ties to the program and his success as a, as a coach. So if that's an issue, then absolutely it sends a message. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's the guy, if like if internally that's the name at the top of the wish list, let's say they do move on from any ideas and yeah, I mean, I feel like it, I feel like Mario, if again, if interested, he's looking at that and saying, okay, like they're making the moves to make a move like that. If 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 you get if you get me, like I feel like this moves this move sends a message that they are willing or at least strongly considering going that direction. Because David, just based on what you've reported, it seems like this was a necessary move if that yes. was something that they were interested in pursuing. So again, not saying that that is exactly what they're going to do or if or whatever it is. I think it's still to be determined. Puts uh, them but in the it, game. it puts them in the game to make a move to go get a guy like Mario. Uh, so I think that this is a big time move, just the fact that they actually did this. I'm still kind of in shock a little bit, but uh, yeah, man, this is a, I think that's, I think Mario Cristobal got that notification on his phone and he just went like, hmm, well, you know, that's, that's a, or maybe that's he a already knew. Mm, there we go. You can just dive deep, real deep into this. Plenty of, I appreciate you guys jumping on instant reaction. We will get to plenty stuff, plenty more stuff on this. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how things transpire from here. So definitely thank you guys for jumping on. Thanks everybody for watching and listening as well. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.